Hi everybody, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. And I really mean it. I praise the true and living God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I have some things I want to share with you today that I heard Jesus speak into my heart, bring to my mind. And before I do that, I'm going to honor him by seeking and looking to him first because i come to you in his name in the name of jesus christ dear lord jesus i take nothing for granted not even one breath of prayer i know what uh awesome privilege it is but do i really do any of us truly really ever realize the awesome privilege that we have been given as a children of God, to be able to communicate with you directly through this marvelous gift of prayer, too, that your ears are always open on high, that no prayer is turned away, and that you dwell in the midst of your people, that you dwell with us, and that I ask you, Lord, even as I speak, that you dwell in the midst of all people for all time, as long as this video will go out. And that, Lord Jesus Christ, you will give me the ability to speak the words, Lord God, of the things that I received from you yesterday. And that you would structureize and build it up within me, Holy Spirit. And that, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit upon all the listeners and guide me in the way. And I offer up myself to you and this message and all my imperfections and all that I am, Lord, to the perfect one, to the Holy One of Israel, to Jesus Christ, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, in Jesus' name. How often do we find ourselves? Maybe not too often, but from time to time when something very, very over the top happens and we think we know how to pray for something and we come to that point of prayer and we find that the thing is so great. We find ourselves stubbing our toe on our own words, trying to pray over something so great that it really we feel is so beyond our ability to even formulate words and and it's like it's like trying to it's like trying to comfort somebody who has lost a dear loved one you know how that feels when you try to comfort someone who is in the absolute death depth of despair dwelling in that shadow of death and that loss there are no words anybody can say to that person and the person and i've been there before it's you're at a i'm at a loss for words i i just and even my being there i feel awkward and this person i cannot enter in to that depth of despair and loss and darkness and i i i feel like i'm yelling from the top of a hole that they're in that they're down a thousand feet and i'm telling them be comforted 
And that's the best way I can describe it. And that's how I've been feeling about Israel. And I know there's a thousand videos out there, but I don't really care. There's teaching out there. There's political aspects and angles. There's people giving prophecies. Oh, this is what the Lord told me was going to happen next. We all need that. There's all these different ways that we're seeking for the Lord for answers. But me right here, I'm too organic. I'm just organic. And I just want the heart of God. I don't want to be uh, anything else than in the gifts that I'm prospering in for the name of Jesus Christ. And there's nothing like it. And since this horrible, horrific war has broken out from for in Israel, I have found myself from day one, I the difficulty in praying. And I know so many of you, you're out there praying and keep praying, keep seeking the Lord, keep covering them with prayer. Always follow, follow the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And now these words may fall on some soil of hearts and this word, these words may not, it may not speak to you at all. But I pray that the Lord would soften your heart to hear these words. Because I am only human. And I felt like, you know, the friends of Job, though I'm nothing like them. How they sat with him for seven days because they looked at his condition and they were speechless. I'll be honest with you. Yes, I am a praying woman and I have been for decades. But I can tell you this, prayer is not always what you think. Prayer is a vast economy. And for myself, I felt myself like um, immediately, Lord, protect them. And I meant it. Every word I speak to the Lord, I'm meaning it. But there was some kind of disconnect, like if there was no firing between like our brains fire from one side to the other, there was a, something missing. And I kept noticing, Lord, I feel like every time I say this to you, and this is extremely personal. This is not meant to put be put on you just to listen, just to hear what I'm saying. And then to hear what the Holy Spirit gave to me and what I heard. Amen. And, you know, I've been with the Lord long enough and to the degree of my knowing him and years of prayer. I don't take any of that for granted. I don't think anything so much. I don't really look at myself as anything. As just nothing, every, but as, as average, maybe even below average. Definitely. But I do not take prayer for granted. And when something is so great there's a hesitancy with me than just to jump in and be all over the place. I didn't know how to touch. I didn't know how, I felt like I was again standing at the top of a great chasm, looking down in a dark pit, knowing there's tragedy down there. And I'm at the top saying, be comforted, Lord, comfort them. I didn't know See, because as I pray, I want to feel my prayers. I want to be moved as Christ was moved by his in his prayers. I believe everything Jesus did, he was moved in his spirit. 
And it means so much to me to rather just be quiet and wait. So after all these days, I keep getting up and I'm praying and I'm seeking the Lord. And I was saying, what is it? There's this disconnect. I'm having trouble. And so I started to really ask the Lord over the last couple of days, like, Lord, I'm really having trouble. I'm not going to say another word. I'm not just going to throw out a blanket of a prayer over them. You know, Paul the Apostle says, remember them that are bound as though bound with them. How do I enter into that? How can I enter into that deep, dark loss and pain and pray from a place where I know I'm touching the hem of Jesus's garment? You know, when you know, when you've touched the hem of his garment, something has happened. Say, for instance, you read his Bible daily, 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 and then all of a sudden one day there is something that speaks to you. And, and from that day, in that day, something changed. You have touched the hem of his garment. And I so felt so inadequate. I couldn't touch it. So yesterday, day before yesterday, I was doing things around my house. And Joshua chapter 5, 13 through 17 came into my mind as I'm walking through my house. And it just came in and I heard it. And this was after my searching for the Lord, like, what's wrong with me? I can't, I can't pray. I'm trying to pray. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too frustrating. I'm, yes, I'm mouthing words, but where's my heart? Where is my heart? Not that I'm not affected in my heart, in myself. But I think you understand. I'm going to I'm just going to accept right now that you hear and understand. So I woke up in the middle of the night. And my mind was clear and this portion of scripture came back into my mind. A couple of hours later, I get up, I spend time. In prayer. I still prayed the prayers, trusting by faith. I'm not saying I'm, I need to feel something. Do you understand? I'm like way past that in my life. I walk by faith and not by sight. See how it can get kind of dicey trying to explain it. And I think those of you that have a very strong and deep prayer life, you understand. And those of you, I want to say this to you. Um, if you don't understand this, still listen, okay? Don't go away because this message is really also for you to hear from those that are a little bit up the mountain a little way. I prayed that morning and as after I prayed, I said, see, Lord, I said, I believe you still took that prayer. I said, but I, I just want to touch his garment, you know. For them. And so I started to read my Bible and it's like there was it was such a wash. I said, I have to put it aside. I'm going to read this now word for word. I'm going to read it to you. 
because this is what Jesus gave to me in my prayer struggle for Israel. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. And before I even thought I would even do a message, I was just taking this as personal. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Lord encouraging me to be here. Because I think he really wants you to hear this. You know, those words that this man who was the pre-incarnate Christ who showed up. He said these words to Joshua. Loose thy shoe from off thy foot for the place wherein thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. And obviously Joshua is spending time with Moses. He knows full well about the burning bush. Those same words were spoken to Moses. Moses first saw the bush burning with fire, but not consumed. Let me repeat those words. Moses first saw the bush burning with fire, but not consumed. Which represents to us a figure of the suffering of Israel in the furnace of Egypt. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. Notice God, in other words, he suffered with his people for the space of 400 years. And that burning bush is a symbol of the iron furnace of Egypt. The suffering. But they were not consumed, were they? And so now there's a sword. There's a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua has now crossed over the Jordan. He's already going into wars. Joshua doesn't recognize him. He's obviously, he approached him. He wasn't an apparition. It says a man stood over against him with a, drawn, a sword drawn. In Exodus 15 verse 3. The song of Moses, he said, the Lord is a man of war. And he asked him, are thou for us or for our adversaries? I believe Joshua was ready to fight him. He didn't recognize him. He didn't know him until he said those words. He recognized, he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said in him, what saith my Lord? So he recognizes there's something awesome about him. 
And so, in other words, the man with the drawn sword is the sign of victory. What the Lord was showing me is this. That that drawn sword is still drawn. And as captain of the Lord's host, am I now come? In other words, what he was saying, when he was saying, are you for our adversaries or for us? And he says, neither. In other words, what Jesus Christ was saying in his pre-incarnate appearance. I'm here for myself. I'm here as commander in chief to take over. I'm taking over. So it, in essence, it's not Israel's quarrel where they're asking for divine assistance from him. It's the Lord's own quarrel. And Israel and Joshua are but a division of his host. And also, I want to make it clear that the wars of Israel and Canaan are always presented by the Old Testament as the wars of the Lord. So it's important to remember that this war that's happening is a war of the Lord. It's a supernatural war. And so when it says the Lord's host, I want to say this. He fights for his own right hand. And Israel is really just a division of his army. When God wars, we read things there. The sun stood still. The stars in their courses fought against his foes. The treasures of, the, of hail were opened, which he had reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war. So the Lord's host does not mean the people of Israel, as most of us think, as I used to think and learned, that's not, not what it meant. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't, the Lord's host doesn't mean the people of Israel who were at the commencement of a warlike enterprise. Although the host of Israel came out of Egypt and were called the hosts of the Lord in Exodus 12, 41. The Israelites are never called the host or army of Jehovah, singular. The host of Jehovah is synonymous with the host of heaven. You can see that in 1 Kings 22, 19, and it signifies his angels. Now, let me tell you where I was getting at. After I read that, and I was learning these things and it was going deeper and deeper down being pressed down into my spirit man i felt such a sharp like a lightning bolt coming into me and i felt the lord saying this to me because i was telling him i don't know how to pray but i know how to pray like i know what to say but there's something missing what's happening he was speaking to me saying this to me this war is my war. I'm the man with the drawn sword. The burning bush is no longer burning. 
I'm no longer afflicted with the affliction of my people. My pre-incarnate son, Jesus Christ, he's the one with the drawn sword. And that drawn sword is a sign of victory. And that sword has not been put back in its sheath. And the next time it will be put back in its sheath, the sword of the Lord, is after everything is said and done. At the end of the tribulation. That word that comes out of his mouth in Revelation 19. Jesus even told Peter, he said, Peter, put up now thy sword. And just put it up. He said, the son of man goeth as it is written. For he that liveth by the sword dieth by the sword. He said, don't you think that I can now call of my father to give unto me 12 legions of angels and he'll do it. But the son of man, that's how it says, go that is written. So what, what the, so as this is what he was saying uh, furthermore to me, this is my war. I've come to take over. Like all the other wars, this is a war of the Lord. And every war that happens in my land is a war of the Lord. And this big war, yes, Satan declared war, a world war on God's land. But Jesus Christ has a drawn sword and he is over Israel. He has Michael, the archangel, the prince of the people of Israel. You know, some people think Michael, oh, Michael, the archangel, he's over here. He's over there. He came to be, spoke to me. That is completely unbiblical and that does not ever happen. It says he is the prince over the people of Israel. And so the Lord was saying to me, because every time I said, Lord, because here's what I heard him say a couple days before that. I said, Lord, no, it was that same morning. I said, Lord, I said, I want to ask you to have mercy, have mercy. And I felt him saying to me, I am mercy. I am mercy. I said, Lord, then comfort your people. He said, I heard immediately that scripture. The God of all comfort. He is the father of mercies. In other words, he was, it, I felt this fear of the Lord. Like he was not like he was saying to me. I say like, because I'm trying to be careful how I say it. But to the best of my ability, it was like, I am commander. I am, I am, I have come to take over. And this is my battle. This is my sword. It is over this land. And I know how to defend it. I already have mercy. I already, it's already in action because I'm over the whole thing. And I felt this very direct, acute, sensitive, calming effect. I know those words kind of don't work, work together. Calming and acute are those things. But he let me know in my spirit to be sensitive about certain things because and I just speak for my own self. This is not for you to do. I'm just sharing about what happened. 
because he's very distinct. And that was absolutely directly from Jesus Christ. Because when that part where he said to Joshua, now put off thy shoe from thy foot for the place wherein thou standest is holy. Now he was standing on the outskirts of Jericho. Jericho wasn't holy. But in other words, wherever God is, is holy ground when he meets with you. In essence, I felt like I was in holy ground. And it was very sensitive, at least in my spirit, in my, and I, I understood in that moment that from then on, my prayer changed, Lord, show me specifically. Let me key in by you. Let me be in step with you in prayer as I seek to you the commander who has the drawn sword. That you show me precisely where to focus on prayer. Because I sensed without any shadow of a doubt, with two hands down, I've got it all covered. Now step back from me. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. And he revealed himself to me in such a way I never experienced. I wanted to share that with you today. The man with the drawn sword is the sign of victory. Now he stands forth to lead them. with a drawn sword until the end of time. He's defending his own land. The burning bush of suffering and the sword of the Lord of victory. And remember, the place where you meet him in prayer is holy ground. Shalom to you.